fact or myth. In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans, all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly sitting host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Roca. Sad, sad week over here, Matt. Sad week. Why? No, no baseball. No Ravens. It feels like it's been forever since the Ravens played football. Um, we'll get to the manager of the year. Hey, at wow. least our manager, at least manager won the manager of the year. But no, yeah, I spent my Sunday. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Who's your manager, Buck? Buck Showalter. When the, when <laughs> yeah, the right, manager right. of the year. Yeah, yeah it's about who's yeah. your manager? Oh, right, Hyde, right. manager Hyde, Captain Chaos over here. Yeah, but no, so. I spent my Sunday afternoon at the library. That's where I spent instead of watching any football. I just spent the library. And I and yeah, and I went Christmas shopping. And I got that was my weekend. Yeah, I, I missed the insane Bills Minnesota game, but I, yeah, I caught the end of that over with Dad. Yeah, so I got to see but, a little bit of that. You know what I did? What'd you do? Here's what I did as a 42 year old man on a Friday night. I got I got a friend that's I got a friend that's in a, a band, and he's act, he's I don't know I think it's a popular band. They bring out big crowds, and he was in town playing a show in Jacksonville. So I went up to Jacksonville to have dinner with him and went by his show at this rundown little bar on Friday night. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I've done that in probably 20 years that I've gone to like a crappy bar band. Yeah. Uh, rock band. Well, what was the crowd like? The crowd. That's exactly what I want to talk to you about. The crowd was 100% besides Kelly and I, it was all hipsters. Everyone in the crowd was hipsters. Like what age? What what age range? Your age hipsters? No, no, no. Hipsters? We we were the oldest people in the building. Uh, huh. Like like thirties, or I was the oldest person. Kelly's much younger, so it was maybe thirty five to twenty five age. Yeah, all hipsters. Every guy had a mustache or or beard. Yeah. Um. Every guy, so, some man buns, perhaps. Lots of lots of man buns, like total hipsters. And here's, I went I went to a lot of concerts as a kid, when I was yeah. younger. I went to a yeah, lot. Yeah, you of were concerts. into the music scene, sure. Here's 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 what the hipsters do at the music scene. They stand there and hold their cameras up. They uh-huh. stand there and videotape the entire concert as if they are a parent at like their child's choir performance. That's not how we used to do it. No, no, I know, and that's how they do it. And then, um. Don't really interact with the music. Maybe a little bit of singing along to the choruses, but no matter what, they're all holding up their cameras, recording the moment, like they're going to go home with their personal concert video and like watch this video recorded on their iPhones and Androids. Yeah, like they don't know that YouTube exists if they really right. wanted to watch the band. That's, yeah, I know. Like, like you can watch professionally shot videos of this band, or you can watch your iPhone. 
I yeah. guess I guess in sports we see it a little bit where people will pull out to like I'm going to videotape the game winning hit, yeah. or or every time uh, Aaron Judge was up to play, I'm going to record the home run. Yeah, for like history and, to have that kind of yeah. For but hold on, sake. but is it about history or is it about me, me, me? Is it know. really like that professional recording on YouTube is not good enough for me? That professional broadcast of the home runs not good enough because I need the video that I make by me so I can show my friends. Look at this video I made that I was there. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know what I'm what I'm known to do is when a lot of people do that, I like to do that too. But I always point the camera back at myself, so I really do make it about me. So if I was there for Aaron Judge's home run, I would have that camera, but I would be for your taking reaction. a selfie video the whole time, not on Aaron Judge on me. Yeah, but that's that's at least a funny bit. Yeah. So that was. Are, my, are, we, uh, are we? Are we? Uh, is the video going on some on some social media platform? No, we don't have the video up okay. right now. Okay, because no. your face wasn't on camera for the first I know. 10 minutes, and I was going to let it go. I know. I, I, when I switched the little video size, it changed. No, yeah. I um, I have not put us on Facebook. It's the off-season. <laughs> We've been laid back. Yeah, that's fine. But no, I, I feel the old man stuff, too. I, I went to a, a tailgate for the football game, for the Mercer football game, and there was the band there. And I remember I when I was just absolutely miserable the whole time because the music was so loud. I was like, I wanted to go up there and oh. say, hey guys, I'm trying to have a conversation. Can you just turn the music down? Like, There's a little background music. And that's you have those moments and you realize oh. I'm too old to be here. I'm too old yeah, to be yeah, here. Yeah. I'm, totally. just, I'm just miserable just because the volume of the music and I can't even have a conversation with anybody. Totally. I'm an I'm an audio all my training's an audio engineer. And I'm sitting at this concert being like, I can't hear the lyrics. I can't hear the guy's voice. I yeah. can feel the bass. I can feel the guitars. But nothing's yeah. clear because the guy behind the board does not know what he's doing. And I totally and because you're an old curmudgeon and, and we're an old, old curmudgeons, yeah. But I was there to see a friend. We had a great dinner together, really good time together, and good time to go support him. That's so, great. Is he going to start up our Madden league again? <laughs> yeah, 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 was, oh, yeah. I didn't tell you. Yeah, it's Brian. We did talk. I he, figured he picked, he picked up MLB the show uh, last week, so we could get a little show league going. Okay. So apparently he got it for like five bucks or something when it was on sale last week. Okay. So I will reach out. Uh, I think their tour is over now. So Brian. Uh, yeah, he's not touring. He's got a lot of free time on his hands, right? Like, yeah, he's got some free time. So yeah. he should hop on and let's get this Madden League going again. Well, yeah. I, well, I don't, I don't even have the latest Madden. I, I have no desire to latest Madden. I feel like as long as Lamar Jackson's on the last Madden, why do I need to get a new Madden? Yeah. And I'll tell you, here's the problem with the new Madden. Yeah. The older Maddens, the past, like, say, let's say two years ago, when you had Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson was like the Bo Jackson of modern Madden. Yeah. Football. Like, Silas just takes Lamar Jackson and beats me because yeah. he just runs around with him. Well, yeah. they, well, they've adjusted it so he's not quite as fast, which doesn't make sense because in real life, he's still that fast. Yeah. But they've adjusted it so you can't just game the system with Lamar Jackson. That yeah. or I just really suck. It's probably a little, little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know who I was watching? I've been watching, you know, without the Ravens. I watched, you know, a lot of Red Zone and just flipping to different games. Yeah. Um, Which you, you used know, to the make last fun of me weeks, for a while. You used to make fun of me for just watching the Red Zone. Yeah, I, I still can't, Josh. I still will actually spend the majority of time just picking a game and watching it. And then I'll flip back to the Red Zone commercials because I do like like the story of a game. I have I a hard like, time. Especially when they do like three screens. And there's like one announcer talking about one game and then whatever his name is yeah. talking about all the games. Scott, it's too Scott hard Hansen. for me to follow. Scott yeah. Hansen, yeah. I saw but, that there's now a football card you can get a Scott Hansen with, you know how they put like the jersey cards? Yeah. Or they'll cut off a jersey patch. Well, he does part. a super impressive job keeping up yeah, all well, well, now you can get a football card with part of his little button-down shirt. Oh, that's funny. In the card. I thought that was entertaining. Yeah. Him and Steve Karnacki need to have like a show together or something. Um. But watching the Bears yeah. and Justin Fields, Justin Fields almost overnight. First of all, the Bears just stole the Ravens offense. The Bears literally run the Ravens offense. Um, and Justin Fields almost overnight has turned into Lamar Jackson. Um, it's pretty incredible watching watching that team. I know they don't win any, any games, but that team is uncannily similar to the Ravens. And Justin Fields is very much like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a similar thing where you have one guy who makes your entire team better. Yeah, and can with with leads the team in passing and rushing, um, makes big plays with the legs and with the arm. But but no, you have to. I, I mean, even watching you know the Monday night game with 
the the, the undefeated Eagles um, get beat by the Commanders. Um, just it, it's just a further Can reminder you... that the NFL is wild, and so yeah. I feel really good about where the Ravens are. I know people like to whine and complain that we're not nine and zero or whatever, but you got to feel really good about where yeah. the Ravens are compared to the rest of the league. Can I complain a little bit about Monday night? Because what, the bad calls. Yeah. Well, fantasy, fantasy football. Oh, fantasy football. Okay. Because okay. I had to pick up, I picked up Heineke because I was desperate with the quarterback situation. Sure. How do you win a game, score thirty some points, and you only get two points in fantasy football? Yet everyone in Washington D.C. I know I'm down in Florida and you're in Georgia, but we all still have the same friends in the D.C. market that are all excited for Heineke. Yeah, because I didn't, he I didn't see that. Game. I didn't see that he had such poor fantasy numbers. That's funny. Oh yeah, because he had like two fumbles and two interceptions, mm. and I don't think any touchdowns. I think they ran the ball in every time. Well, it's one of those weird things. There's certain players like this where the team just plays better when he's quarterback compared to Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz will put up better numbers, but the team just wins more when he's the quarterback. It was kind of going back to the Carson Wentz thing. It was like when the Eagles had that run with Nick Foles. Like they were just playing better with Nick Foles. I think it's weird how sometimes the more talented quarterback is not always the best quarterback for your team. Because Carson Wentz, I think is undoubtedly more talented than, than Heineke, but somehow the team plays better with Heineke and happened. Didn't they have a little playoff run last year? Uh, made playoffs yeah. with Heineke. Uh, yeah. Well, that under was, center. Was two, wasn't that two years ago? Was that two years ago? Tampa? Oh yeah. Cause Alex Smith got hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but yeah, it's just yeah, that was kind of a it's a weird it's a weird team. But yeah, I, I just I feel really good about where the Ravens are sitting. I know the schedule is super easy. The the other teams in the division have been really inconsistent. Uh and hopefully I think the only and uh Raquan Smith looks like a great addition. Hopefully Bateman can come back healthy at some point. Andrews can come back fully healthy. You get JK Dobbins back. I just I just I think the Ravens are really in a really good position to make a nice little run here, um, make the playoffs, make run running in the in the playoffs. I feel really good about the Ravens right now. Feel good about them. Yeah, and you should. They're a top ten team. They're going. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to entertain me until spring training. Yeah. Oh, definitely. They'll entertain. Until pitchers and catchers report in yeah. February. Yep. Hey, the other thing I did this weekend is I bought a house. Well, I ordered a house on Sunday. So on Amazon, you, or, or yeah, no? yeah, I wish on Amazon. Wish it was, that, <laughs> it was almost that simple, except a whole lot of more like send paper, send us these tax forms and this and that. But they're building me a house that'll be ready in May, so I figured just in time for baseball season, I can get the studio back up and be in our studio with like air conditioning instead of work, recording in my garage with the fan going like we do now. Nice. So I'm really excited nice. to get that going. Yeah, so big, big. Uh, oh, big so new build. So you're gonna, there. you're gonna, you know, have your hand in. The, the setup of the studio and stuff, you'll be involved in that process? Of the or studio? No? Yeah, yeah, of the podcast I mean, setup. Yeah, I mean, it's a new the build. Office. It's a new build, so it's an office where, yeah, I'll be doing some wiring and some speakers and networking. And in the, in the, I don't think I'm doing anything special for the studio except for, like, sound, sound panels and stuff. like. Aren't you tempted, Josh? If I was doing a new build, I know that's not how it works, I'd be tempted to play architect a little bit. You know, I have a little bit of creativity no, with your design. The problem Put is in some secret closets, some secret stairs, whatever. No, that's that's where you add prices and expense. So what we got to do is build the house and build the fat. The, the more affordable way to do it is build the house to their design and then make little changes. So like I'm working with one of my builder partners. So any of the wiring I want to do in the house, I can go ahead and do. But I'm not changing the structure of the house. I just the want a secret closet where you pull back one of the books and a door opens. Oh, trust me, I've already looked at one of the closets that. that I've already I've already looked at a closet that's that's perfect for that. All right. Because there's a closet inside the bathroom where you can put storage under the stairs, and I'm like, I could yeah. make a perfect little hidden bookcase there, and then make TikTok videos. Yeah. So yeah, about, no, so. about who you just discovered this secret and then put like a dead body in there or something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, yeah. Meanwhile, I live in a house where the washer and dryer are in two completely different rooms. So, your washer and dryers in two different rooms? Yeah, yeah. The washing machine's in the kitchen, and the dryer's in a different room. Now, uh, that's that's funny. Yeah, well, I, I we guess, try to I put them together, and they're like it costs like two thousand dollars to run yeah, all the stuff to put together. Plumbing was on one side of the house, and electric was on the other side. I understand why. Yeah. I just haven't seen it before. Yeah, well, um, but no, I'm gonna make it. Yeah, 
I'll have a new office in there. So yeah, I'll be able to get it all set up and sounding even better and playing with the idea of some like, you know, video backgrounds and stuff. So when we're talking about Tyler Heineke, we can have Heineke playing behind us or something. Yeah. You know, stuff stuff to get that TikTok page maybe not Heineke, we've but, been talking about. Yeah, but maybe Grace Rodriguez. Exactly, exactly. We're not gonna, this might be the only time we ever mention t- Taylor Heineke. But yeah, Grayson Rodriguez, now that he's on the 40 man, it's time to fire him up and get him to on that screen behind me. Yeah, so um unsurprisingly, I think the number one pitching prospect in baseball was protected. Um, him along with Seth Johnson. Right, who we got last year as part of that uh, Trey Mancini trade, who was coming off arm an arm injury, but should be back next year. Um, I think we protected him because we didn't want a whole Zach Pop situation where Zach Pop last year was coming off an injury, and we yeah, didn't protect lost, him. We lost him. Miami yeah. swooped him up, um, yeah. and then uh, Drew Rom, um, a starter who pitched in Double A AA and Triple A last year, and Noah Denoyer, uh, who was a right-handed pitcher, pitched most at Bowie last year, and then shortstop Joey Ortiz. So those, what, one, two, three, four, five guys. Did you mention Denoyer? Yeah, Denoyer, um, who had put up really good numbers in double-A last year, Denoyer. So um, put up five, so our 40-man is up to 39 players. Um, so, I mean, all in all, I think Denoyer may be a little bit of a surprise, but there was no one, um, no one who left off that's kind of surprising. No. I mean, the big names you would and recognize – Denoyer is yeah. probably in the bullpen next year. That's why well, they say them. He's 25 years old. He had a good year in Bowie. They could yeah. use him in the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll start at Norfolk this coming year, and then they'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know what – how many. it's going to be interesting to see how many of these starters in AAA and the majors end up in the bullpen. I think quite a few. Um, I mean, you think about guys like – you know, Austin Voth and um, and even a guy like Drew, Drew Rahm, a left-handed starter. Um, is there just going to be enough room for him in the start rotation? And, and so, uh, well, all right. these guys just eventually just get moved to the bullpen. Some, I mean, some names we, Oriole fans might recognize that weren't protected but could have been. Adam Hall, the shortstop, outfielder Robert Newstrom, Caden Grenier, um, I think those were the uh, maybe Kyle uh, Branovich who came from the the Bundy trade. Those are some recognizable names, but I, I would be surprised if any of those are are picked up by any other teams in the Rule Five. Yeah, I know. I mean, when's Rule Five? December fifth or something? Seventh? Yeah, during the winter meetings, early December. Yeah. Let's see. So I, I mean, it's going to be curious to too. Like we have. I mean that 39 man roster they're going to have they they better make room for some more guys like I don't think like they're going to have to make more room because they're going to sign at least one free agent presumably more than one free agent and so they'll need to make room for the on the 40 man when they start signing these free agents I mean I'm curious to see what they do with the rule 5 draft um because I mean there's a lot of, we've had some success even with the Orioles squad now, in guys like um, Tyler Wells, uh, guys like um, Anthony Santander, right, for, former Rule, Rule Five guys who worked out really yep. well for us. There's also been some some busts, but for a, a team like the Orioles, who kind of pride themselves on the analytics, on scouting, looking kind of at the hidden numbers, it seems like they pride themselves on finding talented guys, kind of where no one else is looking. So. Will the Orioles, you know, waste a roster, not waste a roster spot? Well, will they use a roster spot on one of these Rule 5 guys? Or are we at the point now where the Orioles don't have room for kind of project guys because we just need to, you know, have 26 major leaguers on there who are ready to go from day one? I'm just, I'm curious to see because it was a given that the Orioles would take one or two Rule 5 guys every year this year. I'm not so sure about that because I think we're so focused on winning now. Some of those Rule 5 guys are more projects, right. but they have to stay in the major league roster all year. But I guess that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, I don't. you're right. That's a good point that we don't really have spots for someone who's not going to make an impact. We can't hide. We've, we've hidden guys in the bullpen many times. And I think 
there's been many Rule 5 draft picks who then have made careers in baseball through that Rule 5 because they're yep. bubble guys. They're bubble guys like a Zach Pop last year that we couldn't really protect, and then he goes and make an impact. Um, yeah. We always hear about Jose Batista and Josh Hamilton, how those guys were. Well, and again, um, on the Orioles, Tyler Wells and Santander. Right. And Tyler Wells was, I think, unique in the fact that he, a couple years ago, made it an immediate impact in the yes. bullpen. Um, even to the point That's where he was kind of promoted to closer. Um, right. Santander was more than those guys. Yeah, Santander was more of a project. We had a bunch of injuries, and um, it took him a little bit to kind of come into form. And I think usually that's the more typical case. Um, I think it's rare. It's less, but I mean, you're if if they if they pick someone in the row five, I I don't think they're picking any projects. I think they're picking someone who they think can contribute, like a Tyler Wells or Zach Pop, contribute right away to a major league team. So yeah, we'll see. I agree, but yeah, but you're right. Probably not. It's not. It's December seventh this year, by the way. And you're okay. right. In the past, we've been excited about the Rule Five draft. There's no it's reason. Been the highlight of the offseason. It has been. There's no reason to be excited because that's not how we're getting new players. We're going to actually sign some players at some point um, this year. Are we, Josh? Free agency has started. A couple of people have signed already, and the Orioles are sitting on their hands. Mike Elias is sitting on his hands while other teams um, get things I done. Don't- I hope he's not sitting on his hands. I hope he's on the phone and just hasn't closed anything out yet. And I hope it's because, hey, we want the big guys, and the big guys aren't going to sign until they hear other offers. Yeah, no, there was there was an interview with him on MLB Network yesterday or two days ago, and he said like he's he is constantly on the phone with you know exploring options to make the team better. So, um, so yeah, he is. uh, I have no doubt he is. Working the team. I, I mean, he's working the lines. Um, I, I, I would wonder how much of that is trade talk, how much of that is free agent talk, and and when things will start to get moving. But, but, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's going to be really interesting. But every time someone else, another team does something, it just it makes me a little annoyed because I want the Orioles to do something. And it's that the thing about baseball is, is just the off season feels long. And kind of drug out and there's rumors but then nothing happens for a long time i mean the orioles could not sign anybody right for another two months and that wouldn't be shocking so it's just right. the nature of the game though there has been i mean this past week Taylor anderson um signed uh with with the los angeles angels of course all the qualifying offers um anthony rizzo signed with the yankees um I think uh, as far as the qualifying offers, only a couple people took them. I know Jacques Peterson accepted his yeah. qualifying offer. Martin Perez accepted his. I think that was it. But it's interesting, right? Because once you get those qualifying offers, then all of a sudden the guys who rejected the qualifying offer is going to toss cost the team a draft pick. We know how Michael Elias loves draft picks. It'll be, I think, compensation picks at the bottom of the first round, like going into the second round. Um, and would Michael Elias be willing to give up a draft? Like, how does that weigh into his decision making too? Um, yet, if you want to get an ace or a top position player, you're going to give up a um, a top pick. The only exception actually was Justin Verlander, I believe, because oh, and also Carlos Correa. Um, Justin Verlander and Carlos Correa don't have qualifying offers, I believe, because they had options and they just turned down their contract options. It's not. Um, so they don't have the qualifying offer anyway. Gotcha. Um, all right. I mean, again, it's just wait for the Orioles. Wait, wait, wait. You think it'll be done before the end of the year? Or you think this is a wait till February type thing? No, I really hope something happens before before Christmas um, with the Orioles. But there, again, there's no way of knowing, right? It, it could be. It could be next week. Could be tomorrow. It could be January. That's the thing about the MLB for agency. It's just so long, and players take their time. And um, and and I feel like with Mike Elias, they're really good about being pretty tight-lipped about um, what they're going to do and their plans. Like since Mike Elias has gotten here, they've been pretty tight-lipped about rumors and all this. Which stuff. is very frustrating when we try to do a podcast talking about the Orioles and wanting to get yeah. excited for them. Yeah. And 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 there's already I block immediately anyone who makes who acts like they have sources on what players are going to do 
um, uh-huh. who aren't real reporters. I just blocked <laughs> immediately because I don't have time for that nonsense. Right? You mean the, the you mean the, the the fake Twitter accounts? Yeah, even the real ones who like have Maybe. five followers and like I have a source. Um, and Jacob Degrom is going to sign with Texas. I have oh. a source. It's a done uh, what, deal. Like I just blocked what's, you. What's Jimmy saying now? Yeah, or Dan Clark. Yeah, yeah, Dan Clark. Yeah, the, all his man shadow. So, right. yeah, but I mean, there were some other news this week. Um, rookie of the year. Um, yeah, runner up. So um, I want to talk about rookie of the year because Adley Rushman came in second, which is fine. We we all knew that Julio Rodriguez was going to win. Yes, that went That's exactly right. how we expected to go. We expected yeah. that, but. As runner-up, that means it, it counts as a full rookie year, right? Mm-hmm. Like his rookie status is done because of that. Yes. So Where we get some compensation or something or arbitration. What? How? What's that? How's that affect the Orioles? It does something, right? Right. I mean, it's, it's he has one last year of arbitration until he becomes a free agent. So he would become a free agent a year earlier now, as opposed to if he didn't, if he wasn't in the top two, then he would have been a a free agent a year later. And the other thing about it is if he was there from opening day, um, right. Doris would have gotten a draft pick. Right. Which we thought is what, right. And that's what we thought was the original plan, but he got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah. And, and so maybe that'd be a Gunnar Henderson situation next year where, because the the whole point is right. They want to reward teams for calling up their best prospects at the beginning right. of the season and kind of punish teams for doing it later. And so right. the Orioles are kind of punished for bringing up him later and having him be so good. Of course, like he was hurt. So there was nothing the Orioles could have really done about that. But yeah, whatever. Got it. Um, but hopefully the point is moot because the Orioles will sign him to an extension and then it doesn't really matter. Yep. But yeah, so he was runner up. I'm not upset about it. Like, w- do I think he should have won? Obviously, yes. Am I biased? Of course I am. But it's hard to argue with Julio Rodriguez, who has, you know, put up more flashing numbers with home runs and RBI, and his team made the playoffs. So that's that's hard to compete with. Um, so I and he was there the whole season. And I mean, even you know, some of the other metrics like, you know, B war and F war. He was either tied or ahead of Adley Rutschman. So I I, I I get it. I mean, if Adley Rutschman played the entire year, I think Adley Rutschman would have gotten it. I think his numbers would have been better. Um, and just the way that Adley Rutschman turned around the team, plus the position that he plays and catcher and how kind of crucial that, that position is, I think all that, like, I think you can make a good argument for Adley Rutschman. But um, I get it. It makes sense. I'm, I'm okay with him being a runner-up to Julio Rodriguez. It did cost me a lot of money because I bet a lot of money on Adley Rutschman being the rookie of the year. But it's okay. I'll let it go. Um, the other, um, I guess, award season, um, we mentioned our manager, Buck Showalter, one manager of the year. Congrats to Buck. Um, just continue to be <laughs> right. the best manager in baseball. Right. No biggie. In the National League. Yep. All good for that. Yeah. And then in the American League, uh, Brendan Hyde, a lot of people thought Brendan Hyde would win it. He did not win it. Francona from the, from the Guardians won it. Josh, are you, how do we feel about, are we mad? Are we apathetic? How do we feel about manager Hyde being snubbed for manager of the year? I would like to see Francona manage the Indians, I mean Guardians, inside of the AL East where you pay, play, uh, what, 70 games against the AL East? And yeah. and tell me tell me you can do just as good as Brandon Hyde did. I think Brandon Hyde got screwed a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible. This is one of those things where, like, how we've talked about this before, how do you even judge... Managers. What a good manager is. I think one good way to do it, though, as I mentioned before, is just make it simple. How much? How many wins does Vegas say this team will win? Well, and how many wins do they actually? And how many games do they actually win? Right. That's like the, what, what, what talent do you have, and what you get out of that talent. And for yeah, me, no one in baseball got more out of their talent than Brandon Hyde did this year because they exceeded their win total, expected win total by so much. Right. It's war. It's war for managers. It's wins above replacements. Right. I mean, it's it's simple. You, you just give a rating based on. Yeah, and Vegas is a great thing to use. Use the Vegas numbers, and yeah. if you increase or below, go below, that's your war rating. Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, I get from the standpoint that, like, the Guardians made the playoffs and the Orioles didn't make the playoffs, 
but and that's cares? fine. What but, was what were the Guardians predicted to do this year? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they were predicted to win their division. I think the I right, but the wins I, were the favorite. But yeah, but the, again, the division the division standing shouldn't matter. It should be wins and losses. Yeah, were they expected to get more than eighty-five wins? You know. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that... That's why I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact... Tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, and the Orioles were expected by everyone to have 100 losses. So, right. Um, so yeah, but no, again, I, this is the problem with I, any of these awards that people vote on. Rookie of the year, you like we have enough stats in baseball that you should be able to take defensive war, offensive war, blend them together to our overall war. Who's got the biggest war? You're the rookie of the year. Yeah. Same thing with managers. Record, record. Who did better above? Let's say the Vegas total is what an average manager should do. Who goes higher? Who goes lower? Your manager of the year. Like it shouldn't, we shouldn't vote in baseball anymore. The All Star Game is stupid because of fan voting. Like we have enough stats in baseball out of all sports that we don't need random people voting. Uh, it all be I disagree. Stats. I still kind of like the random people voting. I think it makes it kind of fun, and it adds. It doesn't make everything quantitative. I think I like the element of. But baseball kind of is all about stats. We've got analytics coming in all over the place. Yeah, where's the analytics for manager of the year, rookie of the year? Well, I think the analytics played a part in why Julio Rodriguez won. Um, but well, yeah, there, yeah there, but I don't think there's good analytics for managers. No. I mean, no one even talks about like bullpen usage. Like we've had a lot of issues with how Brent Hyde uses bullpen or yes. how he uses off days. But that never even really comes up because... How does I he use like, his off days? Well, I mean, how... They hang out how by the pool. Do you go shopping? No, it's, it's Sunday lineups. Talking about his Sunday lineups. <laughs> I, know, um, I know what you're talking about. But, but like we know that because we watch the team every day. Yeah. Like that type of like understanding of your manager, you have to watch the team every single day, kind Correct. of day in and day out. And no one does that for every single team. So it's it's so so then it becomes this kind of huge like larger picture. Okay, who did better than we thought? Which team had a bunch of injuries that they overcome overcame? Which manager do we kind of like? I wonder how much true of it is. Like both Francona and Showalter have been managing for a long, 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 long time, um, as opposed to a new, a relatively new manager like like manager Hyde. Um, right. I wonder if that plays a factor at all either. But but listen, when next year when Adley Rutschman is a World Series MVP and Brendan Hyde won the World Series, no Oriole fans going to be saying, "Well, I wish Adley Rutschman would have won the Rookie of the Year." or Manager Hyde really got screwed. Like no one's gonna care when we win the World Series next year. I mean, okay, I can give you that. But... Yeah. So ultimately, I think it. What I'm saying is, I don't think it really matters. Like I, I think it's you know we can say more disrespect to the Orioles, and that's fine because people keep on disrespecting us, even when we're good. Even when we have the best year that no one expected, we still get disrespected. Um, people don't win gold gloves. Mateo gets snubbed. Mullen gets snubbed for gold gloves. Mount Castle gets snubbed for, for gold gloves. Our manager gets snubbed for, snubbed for manager of the year. Our, our, our star rookie who turned the team around gets snubbed for rookie of the year. Whatever. Just more more disrespect. How many votes did... Uh, I didn't even look at it. Did, um, did our closer... Did our closer get any votes for rookie of the year? 
Oh, I don't know. Our boy, our boy Batista, did he get any votes for, for Rookie of the Year? Let's see. He should have gotten oh, a vote. Rookie of the Year votes. I, I bet he didn't, but he should. Because that dude was a dominant closer. Let's see. Here's Rookie of the Year voting totals. Yeah, Adley Rutschman got one first place vote, so good for that. Yeah. Uh, no, it does not look like he got any votes. Look at that. Just, just keep on getting disrespect. Because George... Kirby got one point because someone put it at him uh, for third place. Yeah, yeah, and you had to be one, two, or three. Yeah, right. And I'm yeah, and I'm guessing that Kirby got one point from a Seattle reporter. Yeah, why can't Orioles reporter give one point to uh, Batista? I, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, um, just switching gears a little bit. Someone, um, Matt Kermenser on on Twitter. That might not be his name. He put a poll about. I mean, that um, is a guy's name, so it might be. I just don't know if I said his last name right. Okay. <laughs> um, but the uh, Matt, who's a great follower on Twitter, he put a poll on there, and it caused a kerfuffle on Twitter. Did you see this, Josh? The, no, I the did poll not. was like, should the Orioles sign an all-star shortstop? And like it was like 50-50, where 50 yes. people said, 50-50, say no, don't yeah, sign Correa, don't sign right. Turner. That's why I started kerfuffle because like half of Orioles Twitter were like, no, we don't want to sign an all-star shortstop. I and then the logic Orioles was Twitter. the logic was we got a lot of depth at shortstop. We don't need another shortstop. We should be spending that money on pitch. And like I get you get into all the contextual stuff, fine. But the question was, like, do you want an all-star shortstop? <laughs> and like 50% said no. What? What? You don't want to sign an all-star shortstop? What? It's a it's a bunch of idiots that think it's it's a bunch of I like our guys. It's a bunch of guys who are saying, "Hey, we did this good. Let's keep doing with the same people." Well, like, I, 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 I wonder, and not just that, but it's we love and and may, I mean, I heard Michael Elias interviewed this week. Michael Elias said it's in his t- entire career as a baseball Zach, he's never seen a stronger top ten in a farm system as the Orioles have right now. He said the Orioles' top 10 the farm system is as strong as a, a top 10 that he's ever seen. And I, and I understand that. I get that. But a all-star player is an all-star player. He makes everyone on your team better. Yeah. And there's, there's two things I feel like get, that get lost in this discussion. Is one, like, because Gunnar Henderson is a great shortstop or because Jordan Westberg is a great shortstop, it doesn't mean they're not going to be, they don't have the potential to be a great third baseman or a great second baseman. Like these guys right. can move around. It's okay. Right. Yeah. No, they are simply the best athletes. You can move them. Yeah. Gunnar Henderson, I'm pretty sure, could play any position on the diamond and be above average. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily want him, hey, you're coming now out of the bullpen. But I'd be have no problem with them at and at every any position besides pitch or catch. So yeah. go ahead. I'll, on a major league game, I'd be fine with you playing that position. The other thing, and listen, the kid's what twenty one or twenty two. Uh, he's twenty one still. So I mean, at twenty one, he could play two or three years at third base. You know, twenty four, and then make the shift to shortstop. Like it's okay. Yep. And then and then back to third base. The Manny Machado treatment. Yeah, and back to because then Jackson Holiday will be here, but the the idea that these players can't kind of be interchangeable, and move around. The other thing that I don't understand about this discussion, that I feel like it's lost all the time, and maybe because the Orioles were so healthy last year, but like players get hurt all the time, like players get injured all the time, and you want depth. Depth is a really important thing to have in a baseball team because a players get in these big slumps. Players get hurt, and then that affects their play, and they never really recover. Players get injured and are out for the year, right, Tommy John or whatever. Like, players get hurt all the time. So we were really fortunate, especially with our position players this year. But, like, injuries happen. And so this idea that we can't sign Correa because Westberg is also on the team, I I don't buy it. Like, I I think there's a really good chance that a middle infielder at some point We'll get hurt and miss a month of baseball. And it'd be nice to have depth. I don't think you can have too many great players. 
No, you're right. I feel like a couple of years ago we were all like stressed out that we'd have too many great outfielders. No, you can trade for the outfielders. And then, right. but there's it, no such thing. Yeah, but then like Heston Kerstat never worked out or hasn't worked out yet. He's still fine. Right. Great Grayson Rodriguez quality. got hurt. I wish I had more depth there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in every position, right? You want you yeah. want more depth. So. And that doesn't even account for, and we're just talking about for injuries. Some of these guys are kind of come up to the majors and not be able to cut it. And it doesn't matter if they're top 10 prospects. Some of them are just not, might not make the jump, might not be able to do it. Yeah, it's true. Um, not every prospect works out. Now, the thing that is encouraging about the Orioles, and um, this is kind of what's cool about this team right now. You look at our top prospects, Josh, yeah. out of the top, out of, out of the, out of the top five, Four of them ended this year in either AAA or the majors. Right, Four that's of them exciting. Have played successfully, like they've moved and played at successfully at the triple. Like usually, if you if you if you fail as a prospect, you usually don't aren't great at AAA at a young age, right? Usually, you right. struggle at all levels. Kind of like we've seen Heston Kerstad, to be honest, um, this past couple of seasons struggle. But um, but yeah, our number one prospect obviously is Gunnar Henderson. He's in the majors. Jason Rodriguez will probably start in the majors. He's number two. Jackson Holiday's 18. He won't be in the majors but next year. But Colton Kowser is our number four prospect. He played great at AAA last year. And, of course, we know that um, Jordan Westberg played great at AAA last year. Oh, and number six, D.L. Hall, right, ended the year with the Orioles. Um, so five of, our six, five of our six prospects are major league ready, are either in the majors or are ready to be in the majors, which is pretty insane. Because usually when you think prospects, you think, okay, but now, baseball, now let me wait three or four years. Right. That's not the case with this team. Oh, well, now you're going back to the argument of don't sign any, don't sign an all-star. We're good. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of the argument, right? But again, I would argue, I would argue um, Gunnar Henderson can play anywhere, anywhere. That's depth. Colton Kowser can play all outfield positions. That's depth. Um, Jordan Westberg can play second, short, or third. That's depth. That's um, someone will probably get hurt. And if no one gets hurt, and like I said before, and you're at the all-star break and you have someone, Colton Kowser still somehow in AAA tearing it up, well, well then you pull the trigger and then you get whatever you need, a bullpen arm, a starting pitcher. Um, but, you, but you pull the trigger now. I mean, you pull the trigger then at the all-star break when you have a better idea of kind of where your team is, what injuries, is D.L. Hall good? Like there's still just a lot of questions about um, right. the players, obviously. So why not um, pump the brakes on that? That's yeah, why I, mean, I, I always see, and I said this last week, but I always see proposals about, you know, the Orioles bringing in a starting pitcher via trade. And I'm like, I don't understand. There's a I do. good free agent starting pitchers. Sign and keep your prospects um, until, you, unless, until you need them later. Unless it's Otani. Right, unless it's Otani. Unless it's Otani. Right. <laughs> That's the one trade I will accept for you to trade all 10 of those top 10. Yeah, I mean, but not the, really. not but really. the Angels not already the signed Tyler Anderson to be a starter. To what they signed him to forty three million up for forty three million dollars. Yeah, it seems yeah. like they're they're not in rebuilding mode. The Angels, no, which they're, is they're interesting because they've there's been so much talk about the Angels being up for sale that normally you'd want to get rid of those bankrolls. I guess maybe he's saying, "Hey, let's try to win now and then uh, go ahead and yeah and." Uh, which is and 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 which is also the question with the Orioles too, right? Um, and by and they asked them on the MLB Network, they asked them like, "Listen, are the Angelos is going to let you spend money?" Um, and I would point out two things. First, Michaelai said, "Yeah, like we've had a plan, and we're sticking that plan. The plan is to invest in the Orioles, in their in the roster, in the stadium, in the community. Like, yes, it's part of the plan." And the well, second and he should have said. We have been spending money, just not on players. But look, we did this. We moved the wall. Look, we did this to add uh, Wi-Fi all through the stadium. Look, oh, we the did whole this D- in the, the Dominican Republic. Yeah, the whole DR thing. Yeah, We did this in our minor league facilities. We rolled out the uh, analytics and machines to all our minor league uh, systems, all the new tech stuff. He yeah. should have responded with, we've been spending money. Now yeah. we're going to spend some money on people. Yeah the, oh, yeah, the only thing anyone ever looks at is the major league pay, payroll. Right, it's um, ridiculous. Yeah. But the second point he mentioned was 
that he has a good relationship with John Angelos. He didn't say the Angelos family. He didn't say what about Lou? Where's Lou? He just said John. He just said John. He just said John Angelos. He said John Angelos has been supportive or whatever. Like he he just called out John Angelos. So that tells you all you all you need to know right there about the John stuff. Right. Yep. And somehow Peter's still alive. Yeah. I'm really hoping allegedly, yeah. For fun. I'm hoping that like the or let's say the Orioles sign um Carlos Correa. They sign a big name. And I think it would be such a great story if the next day Peter Angelus died. That's your sex. So, you know, it was an over my dead body type thing. Yeah. You know, I um I think it'd be cool if the Orioles won a, a World Series before Peter Angelus died. And Josh, <laughs> yeah. Do you think yeah. that will he come come to the game at that point? Will He's he be hiding? cheered? Will he be cheered? Will, will the Orioles cheer at the parade if um, Peter Andrews makes an appearance? Does Peter Andrews gets a standing ovation I've, if the Orioles win a World Series? Now, I've been saying for years, like, I hate that Peter Angelos doesn't come to games because of Oriole fans. Like, I don't think the Oriole fans have treated him fairly. I think he deserves a cheer. I think if the Orioles won the world series there's no question you should be cheering this man yeah but i think the oriole fans will not i think you'll have mixed you'll still have some boo birds in with the mix of cheers mm. it's sad and i don't think it's appropriate but you will <laughs> josh i don't think it's appropriate after you just said how cool how funny it'd be if the man died right after you signed somebody I, think, turned, well, hey, I don't think it'd be appropriate to boo him i can talk about him dying but i don't think it's appropriate to boo him no yeah, no thanks, the difference is i think a headline that news headline would be funny i think the timing would be funny when he's like 98 years old or something right and he, he's on his deathbed i think that would be funny right. timing he's lived a long but long. you're right much rather see the Orioles win a World Series. I would like to see him come back to Camden Yards and be cheered instead of boo. I want to see that the only person booing is Nestor and the rest of the stadium cheering for Peter Angelos. Yeah. Well, and and also I think a person who deserves a lot of credit, like if you're going to hate ownership for being way too involved with the team, now we could point out also examples of when the Orioles were top in one of the top teams in payroll yeah. Under, right. under Peter Angelos, but we we can we can ignore that if you want, and just talk about how he had his hands too much involved in the team. What well, what well, now? Then if you're gonna hate him for that, give credit to John Angelos, right? Who's been kind of at his word, completely hands off with the team, letting Michael Elias lay out this multiple year plan right. that is it's finally this year natural. kind of playing itself into fruition. No, I agree, and you and I are on the same page, and I think. Smart Oriole players, fans are on the same page. But there's so many people who have been around the Orioles for so long that it's hard for me to call them a fan when they're just like have written off the team for so long. They love to hate on the team. Yeah, A lot of them jumped on the Nationals bandwagon, and look where that got you. Sure, it got you one World Series, but that team's series. crap now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I mean, I mean, there is – I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but there is a – a good percentage of Oriole fans who do not think the Orioles will make any major signings this offseason. Correct. Right? Because that would involve because of Orioles spending money. Right. And, because and we don't think the Orioles spend money. Right. But we think they do. You and I. We're yeah, I think, they sign, I, I think they signed two big names. Yeah. I don't know how big. And I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, speaking of big things. Okay. Um, you, uh, I, I, you know, I always ask you about your books. You, you the the latest Stephen King book. You even know what I it is? I haven't read it yet. Yes, it, I do know because I have it on my Kindle. Okay, I downloaded it, but I haven't started it yet. Okay, I'm about. You, it's a big book, Josh. I'm about. Um, that's part of the problem with the almost Kindle. halfway through. That's part of my problem with the Kindle is when I download a book. When I pick up a book, I can see how big it is. Yeah. When I download I, a book, I can't tell. And you're talking well, and about gets, fairy, you're talking about fairy tale, right? Fairy tale, yeah. yeah. And it gets depressing with the Kindle because you'll flip five pages and it hasn't moved a single percent because all, all you see is the percent, yeah. right? Yeah. And like you've you've have you're you're finally on two percent after ten pages. Like, oh man, it took me ten pages to get the two percent. Yep. Um, but but no, Josh, I'm halfway through. It is great. Is it? It is great. 
Yeah, I, right, I don't know. I, we still have to, I still have to finish finish that, so I don't want to. I don't want to give it a review right now. But it All is right. classic Stephen King, and it's and I was disappointed with his last book, but this book is whew, it's good. I um, I'm in the middle of the the baseball book still. This uh, the Fireballer. Oh yeah, I'm yes. gonna get started on that next. Yeah, we'll have Mark Stevens on in January to talk about that because it's got some Baltimore overlap. But um, so I'm in the middle of that. And then I downloaded a couple books because I'm going on a cruise in a few weeks. So I figured I'll catch up on some reading then. And the book I'm excited about reading is The Last Folk Hero. And do you know who this one's about? The Last, yeah. uh, the last Folk Hero. And this is a, sports le- a book about a sports person. Oh, I, I bet I know it's about. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. It's about Bo Jackson. It's about Bo Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Because the title's perfect for Bo Jackson. Yeah. Growing up as a Bo Jackson fan, it's, it's all about Walt, the myth of legend. You can play all the sports. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I remember the game at Memorial Stadium, him running up there. The yep. stories of him and Dion going straight from baseball to football in the same day. You'll never see something like that again. And I can't wait to read about Bo Jackson. You so know, I got I that and I got Fairy Tale on my Kindle ready to go. I forgot. I, you know, go to the library and get baseball books. Sounds is it really into baseball? Yeah. And like half the books they have in the library are Braves books. And so there was, like well, yeah, because you're, you're in Georgia. Yeah. And there was a whole thing about Deion Sanders batting like 320 in the playoffs. I forgot how good Deion Sanders was at baseball. He was, Do you a, remember, he was not just a guy. Played, he was a good baseball player. Deion played a baseball game and then that night played Sunday night football. And like, yeah. And like, not or like the other way around. Right. Batting 28, batting 200 yeah. in the minors. He was. Bat hit over 300 playoffs like he was a good baseball player. No, it's it's Dion and Bo Jackson, and we'll never see it again. Like, yeah. we get impressed now that uh, what's-his-name on the Ravens plays offense and defense. Like, it's not that impressive. Yeah, well, I, guys I mean, played football and baseball. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, the closest equivalent is, like, Otani, right, where He's great at offense yeah, and sure. pitching, but that's like still play within the same sport. Yeah, right. That that's the thing. All these guys is like Otani or um, uh, what's the guy on the Ravens? I'm blanking on the name. Pat. Um, yeah, Ricard. 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 Pat Ricard. Yeah. Like to play both sides in the same sport, no big deal because all the way up into the major league level, you do that. Like yeah, Otani. The the thing that's most impressive about Otani is that he's not on a National League team. Because on a National League team, the pitcher's bad all the time. Now, I know you can well, play the not anymore, but yeah. That's true. That's true. Now the DH is rolled out. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, yeah, there's Dion and Bo Jackson, and we'll never see anything like it. And I'm excited to read that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess we'll never see it. Like, isn't it a little surprising there's never been a pitcher-quarterback situation? Because a lot of the quarterbacks – are also like also played baseball like your Russell Wilsons who got drafted and Tom but Brady it, did. The biggest change is in the way we great raise kids, where by high school you get transferred to a if you're gonna if you're on that major league track by high school you're playing year round baseball. Like when we were kids growing up, it was you played ba- baseball in the spring, soccer in the in the fall, basketball in the in the winter. Like you went you you develops in the in the all these sports and why do you see but peter players like um what's his name uh russell wilson who got drafted in both major league baseball and football because yeah. he's an all-around athlete now you're so tuned into your one sport because it's seen as a lottery ticket that i don't think we'll ever see this type of thing again unless yeah, you I mean, see guys like i Michael mean Adley rutschman Adley rutschman kicker football kicker and baseball catcher yeah, but he's you're, not going to go kick for the Ravens. Well, not Maybe. right now, as far as we know, because they got Tucker. All right. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever see it again. It's also, the other part is the money side of the game has changed so much that there's so much money invested in you as a baseball player or you as a football player that they won't let you do the other thing. Yeah, I mean, there's just a chance of remember what, right? Remember yeah. when Terrell Suggs hurt himself playing basketball? But they hit it all like it wasn't a basketball injury because of his contract. Yeah, because he's then playing another sport. You can't do that stuff anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, too much true. money. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm curious to see what you think about that last folk hero. I yeah, uh, um, because that that's perfect for our generation. Um, because we I, do I, remember I, having this folk hero. Yeah, 
my Jeff Perlman, I already reached out and said, hey, I need you on the podcast once I finish the book. Because okay. I am, yeah, I love Bo Jackson. When I think yeah. back in my childhood and watching baseball, Bo Jackson's right up there. Oh, yeah, and all those Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson com- com- commercials. Yeah, oh, yeah, Bo knows. Bo knows. I'm, yeah. Right. I swear I was at the game where he ran up the wall in Memorial Stadium. I don't know. I don't like, know. I, I don't know. But I, in my brain, but I've seen the replay at I've least the replay a thousand times. times. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I know he was in those powder blues. I'm pretty yeah. sure I was there. If not, in my brain, I was there. And it was in the 80s. So nobody can prove me wrong. Yeah. You were also there at Cal Ripken's. What, I know I was one game. I and... know I was not at 2131. Yeah. I, will, I remember watching that clearly on television with you. Yeah. And you, and you were at all the. You were at um, all the playoff games. You were at 2011, game 162, when they. Oh, when yeah, they I was at the, We were at that one. We were yeah, at that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. 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 And we were waving to the Mayflower trucks as they were driving off. Yeah. We were at the 1983 World Series. How many games did did you attend in the 83 World Series? I don't remember. I was three. You you could have attended zero. those. Your, your father, your father yeah. dropped the ball on that one. That could yeah. have been if that's the only road think, series think, that happened you think, in your lifetime and you missed it. Do you think that's why we still have season tickets now as out of towners because he feels bad about 1983? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I wasn't born yet. No, so no, I was, was just born. on you. Yeah. He screwed up then. Well, I, we talked about this before, actually. Um, I believe life happens at conception. So I was, I was just, I hadn't emerged from the womb yet. Oh, no, trying to make it politics. I see. Yeah. We know how you voted on last week or two weeks ago. We got you. Mr. I'm just, I'm just happy my 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 mom was uh, yeah, I'm just happy I exist. So I'm grateful for my mother for letting <laughs> me exist. That's all I'll say about that. No, we have a welcome, quite the welcome to off-season talk. Hey, we we can tie it back in with football. We got a runoff oh, I, down oh, here in Georgia with oh, Herschel Walker. So we got oh, okay. a with the football player. I thought you were gonna spin it into politics with yesterday's announcement. What was yesterday's announcement? That Trump's back. Oh, that Trump's back. Trump's back. I I didn't think he ever left, so that's, <laughs> uh, I didn't know he left. Exactly. All right, let's get yeah. out of here. All right, I'm enjoying this off season talk, though. By the way, it, it it takes me back to fond memories of COVID talk. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, you thought this week was bad, and we at least had their forty man updates, and we had the coaching and the awards and the. Rookie of the Year. I mean, just imagine next week when we don't have any of those things. Do you have off all? I know one. Do you have off all week for Thanksgiving? No, I have off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. Is that when? And you're going to come down to Saint Augustine? Yeah, Emily works Wednesday, I think. Okay. And, and so, so I think we're going to come Wednesday night. All right. So we'll probably Once record. We'll probably still record next week this way. Yeah, but um, while you're down here, let's find some time and get together and record our being a sports fan out of town episode. All right, that's cool. I mentioned that cruise, and I'll be away, so we need something to put out that that week. Okay, and that's good because I, I have a lot of and I, I have a lot of questions about that because I have a poor sound. I feel like it's being raised in a very confused way. I'm a lot of outside pressure to be a Braves fan. I keep on pushing the Orioles fan. It's just a very confusing time for yeah. my five year old right now. And you know what? It's, I, I got I got answers because I went through that this summer with my stepson Ella. Okay, so we will we will commiserate. It'll be a great conversation. Maybe, maybe maybe it's time to even bring them on. Yeah, Silas ready to make his three thirty six debut. I think it's a ninety percent chance he gets in front of the mic and he doesn't say a single word. So uh, <laughs> it could be it could make for good radio. So All yeah, right, we'll we'll, let's try it. Maybe if we're together. We'll bring the kids in. Cool. Check it out. Yeah. All right, well, guys, go ahead this off season and uh, write us a review on iTunes if you haven't done that already. You know, follow us on on all the social media. On, yeah, are, are we still on Twitter? Or have we left it. No, we, we are still we are still on Twitter. We welcome okay, we're going our down Elon Musk overlords. Yeah, we're going down with the ship. Good for us. Yeah, we're going down um, with the ship. Yeah, you can follow I mean, us on I, Facebook, I, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, TikTok. We haven't posted in a while. We'll wait on the Chinese to get that straightened out. Okay. I don't know what that means, but I'll just go with I it. They own TikTok. Oh, do they? From what I understand. I don't know. But but definitely go to birdlandsports.com and get your Christmas shirts. All the Christmas designs are up now. And along with Christmas ornaments. Maybe I should make a 336 Christmas order. If you'd like one of those, let me know. 
right. Might be a good present for some 336ers. If we send is him a silhouette of Burt still going to be on there, or no? Is he going to be removed? Uh, we got rid of Burt on our logos now. But you know okay, what? Burt still on the logo. Yeah. Go be a 336er on Patreon, because I think I am going to go on there and send you guys some Christmas ornaments. That's a good idea. All right. Sounds good. All right, boys and girls. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. Follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go oh, and go Ravens. Sign people. Yeah. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.